Before we get to this episode, just to say thanks to everyone who's bought my new book, Champion Thinking, How to Find Success Without Losing Yourself. Published by Bloomsbury, the response has been terrific. It's an Amazon bestseller. It's been top 20 in the airport charts consistently, and the reviews have been terrific right across the board. And if you like this episode that you're about to hear on Flow, you'll be sure to enjoy Champion Thinking. Head to my website, simonmundy.com or Amazon, Waterstone, Smiths, places like that to get your copy. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to this bite-sized episode of Life Lessons with me, Simon Mundy, in which we revisit a nugget from one of my previous conversations and have a closer look. At a time when all the knowledge in the world is little more than a mouse click away, the importance of learning how to learn is key. And one person who was a past master was the late Anders Ericsson, who was best known for his work on deliberate practice and whose research led to the widely misconstrued 10,000 hours rule popularised by people like Malcolm Gladwell. So this was Anders talking all about how to learn and develop a love of learning, drawing on his own formative experiences. Let's move then on to your chess experience and the chap you used to always give a good thumping to until one day you didn't. Right. You know, at basically the high school in Sweden, we were playing chess uh, basically between our various lessons. And there was one guy that I kind of played with and, and I had no problems beating him. And then basically, uh, I guess he got kind of intrigued and challenged here by this. So he joined a chess club. And I think it was like six months after he joined the chess club, when I tried to play him, you know, he beat me, you know, in a way that I felt like I'd beaten him, really giving now credence to this idea that if you're actually trying to improve your performance and getting the right kind of instruction and training, your performance can be dramatically improved. And just a quick word, Anders, on your approach to school tests, because I think this is fascinating. Yeah, and it's one thing that I've found when I've been talking to people that I'm very admired about is their aversion to rote memory. Mm. Uh, and I was actually reading the other week here Charles Darwin's autobiography where he kind of claimed that he just felt that basically memorizing things for school you know, was 
useless because he would forget it so rapidly. Mm-hmm. So what I kind of discovered by myself was that I also hated the rote memorization. And I found that going to the library, so for a history test, instead of actually memorizing the textbook and the notes, I would actually read books about the corresponding period. And that allowed me at the history test to actually answer the questions without actually having to done the rote. But really, by reading the books, having a meaningful understanding of the historical times, and then basically getting the names of people and dates pretty much by incidental learning. And I think that general idea that if you're going to learn something, you have to find the right way and the deep level of understanding. And if you get that, it's going to be a lot easier for you, even if you forget some of the details, to actually regenerate that at the time when you need it. So basically that focus on understanding, which sometimes will take you a lot more time, but I think in the long run is an investment in your future in a way that basically the more test-directed studying is, is really not uh, allowing you to get the benefits, uh, the long-term benefits. Okay, two thoughts then, uh, Anders. When you were doing this extra reading into a subject rather than just trying to memorise dates, did you find that your interest in the subject then really deepened? So you became interested in it. And the reason I ask that is because I know in my own experience, for example, when I was very young, I got a, a French pen pal when I was 12. And that exchange and the interest I had in our friendship made me go from being very bad at French to very good at French because I was suddenly interested in the subject, which made it much more easy to learn. I I, I think that is a very good summary. And I remember my father always basically told me that it was really my job to try to figure out a way to make it more interesting. And, And I think reading the books here about important historical figures and getting some insight into what how they interacted with other people, you know, that was inherently interesting. And so basically that idea that when you have a task, it's your job to kind of find a way here that it will be become interesting. And, and in some ways, you know, relating to things in general, that allows you to expand your knowledge in a cumulative way, as opposed to you know, just doing something that's unrelated to the most important things that you're concerned about. And then my second point was, are schools then essentially putting the cart before the horse in focusing on on what to learn rather than learning to learn or learning to love learning? I've had discussions with a lot of people and, and I think helping students develop that kind of independent ability to learn it's going to become so much more important here in basically the future where I think, you know, with the automation and the availability of knowledge at your fingertips, you're going to be required here to basically design your own learning and probably change what you're doing across your adult lifespan in a way that we've never seen before. So basically that kind of, and also empowering people by now allowing them to self-design and seek out teachers that would be able to tell them how other people have been able to acquire skills that they desire uh, to, to attain.
what I've noticed uh, with myself and people I know is is that an interest in learning at school may have been somewhat hard to come by. Some people had it naturally or perhaps, you know, were encouraged in that way, but it was hard to come by. But as I've got older and, and a lot of people I know have said a similar thing, their interest in learning has grown. So clearly then the interest in learning is in there somewhere. It, it just perhaps isn't fostered in the correct way early on. Yeah. And, and I think as a parent, uh, it's so easy to tell maybe your children, what to do. I think the really successful parents are the ones who are really looking at developing an independent young adult, which means that you're actually gradually trying to eliminate the kind of support, but it basically means that the child is going to have to be more in control about what they want to do. And I think in many cases, when it comes to acquiring skills to learn, the particular domain that you're working on is probably not as important as basically getting this insight into what it takes to really go beyond what you can almost naturally or automatically acquire in the beginning and basically how you can now design a process that will dramatically change how you perceive the task and by implication the performance that you can exhibit. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Life Lessons podcast. If you'd like to get in touch, please feel free to do so via my website, simonmundy.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.